You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? Why, yes, it does, Tony Kornheiser. Thank you very much. As Tony said, welcome to the Midwest Bias Podcast. Thanks for listening. I was going to say tuning in, but uh, it's really not a radio show. Anyway, today's a fun episode, but first a few things. One, it's time to do some more pal plugs. First up, Amy Martin. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Amy Martin was on episode 41. She's a fantastic musician, and her album, Traveling On, is complete, and it is out there, and it is great. I just got mine in the mail, and I encourage you to do the same. Give her support. Enjoy some great music. You can find her CD at amymartinmusic.com. Next, it's time to plug our pals Shannon and Breland of Open Air Press. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop. Of the week. They are so close to getting this book fully printed, the coming out stories. These are also the two chicks, Jerky Chicks. They were on episode 30 talking about their two chicks, Jerky. And then they came back and joined us on episode 32, where they talked about their newest venture, Open Air Press Publishing, and the book that they were coming out with. The book will be headed to the printers next week. And then there's about an 8 to 10 week turnaround. So don't miss out this book called Coming Out Together, a collection of short memoirs on the LGBTQ plus experience. They write, the goals of this book are to help make those who have gone through the experience of coming out or are currently going through it to know that they are not alone, that it can get better, or that it might just not be all that bad. Some coming out stories are hard, some ugly, and some good. All are important. In addition, with every book we publish, Open Air Press will be contributing a percentage of book sales proceeds to the Looking Out Foundation, which I'm adding here is a wonderful organization started by Brandy Carlisle and the twins, Phil and Tim Anseroth, and it gives back to so many amazing causes. Currently, they are taking donations for the terrible earthquake in Syria and Turkey. So if you can, check them out too, Looking Out Foundation. I believe it's lookingoutfoundation.org and donate. And some of the profits from this book will also go to the Matthew Shepard Foundation. So if you haven't yet, get in on this first wave. Get that book pre-ordered. You can still pre-order it at openairpress.com. Oh, and also these amazing two chicks somehow got the incredible Sarah Bareilles to give them her blessing and permission to use the lyrics to her song Brave in their book. So awesome. Go get that book, openairpress.com. Okay, now, speaking to Brandy Carlisle, I wasn't going to do the best thing I saw all week since I did that last week, and it's really hard to top that one, but I will just say it's pretty obvious for those that know how much I love Brandy Carlisle that the best thing I saw all week were the Grammys, and my Midwest guest co-host and I discussed the Grammys a little bit later. But 
They won three Grammys, spoiler alert, and their performance was just amazing, as it always is. But the most amazing part for me was when Catherine, Brandy's wife, and their two daughters introduced them before they performed. And I'll just say, representation matters, representation matters, representation matters. And definitely the best thing I saw all week, but... Ah, alright, maybe I'll play the song anyway. For Karen. It's the best thing I saw And now it's time for the most Midwestern moment of the week. It's the most Midwestern moment Until the next most Midwestern moment next week Or whenever I please The most Midwestern moment of the week for me was I got some new reading glasses and I'm trying them out, seeing how I like them. And I was over at Mama's house, and I had my glasses on, and I said, well, you haven't said anything about my new glasses. What do, you, what do you think? And there was a pause, and then it became a more uncomfortable pause, and then it just felt like she didn't hear me. Like, when are you going to respond? And then all of a sudden she says, well, I suppose those are popular nowadays. <laughs> that is Midwestern for, yeah, I don't really like them. And that's the most Midwestern moment of the week. And now, let's get into the episode proper with the Midwest guest co-host of the day. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Well, welcome back to Midwest Bias, my best co-host of the day, Miss Kim Wilson. Hey there, KJ. So glad to be here again. And how did you feel about me calling you Miss Kim Wilson? Because it just came out of my mouth. I don't know, <laughs> don't know why it did, but that's what came out. I mean, that is my proper, you know, name. So, I mean, unless you're going to call me Kimberly for some reason, which would be, that's when it would get awkward, not going to lie. Yeah. Okay. So we have a lot of comments after last week's episode with Karen and Rachel reports. And we have, I was kind of excited because we have emails, we have texts, and we have Twitters or tweets, I guess is the appropriate word. Lots of things to go over. I saw the doc and I was like, woo, man, we got a lot to cover today. Lots of things to go over. Yes. Let's start out with our buddy Jolene at JMR Wojcik, W-O-J-C-I-K. This was a tweet. Well, she she's... She emailed us, and this is a tweet. So we've got two from Jolene. Number one, she writes, handwritten thank you notes, no mother-daughter spring break trips, other day is within a week, we agree. Either Karen is more goody two-shoes than she thinks, or I am not. (laughs) So I I laughed out loud when I read this tweet, and I I wondered what Kim might have to say. Because, you know, you might have to defend yourself a little bit, because Karen really thinks you should not have bought the uh, crock pot. She, she, she lays it out there, you know. Well, yeah. I don't know why she would buy that. <laughs> and I understand it. Well, Karen you know? doesn't cook, though, so what's she going to do with that? Right, right. Completely understandable from her point of view. From my point of view, I see it as it was $40, yeah. and I, I see it as a deal. And so when I see a deal, I can't necessarily, you know, 
go buy that deal and not actually like pick it up. So exactly, you know, I, I had to do it. And uh, this is a, a Midwest bias exclusive breaking Ooh. news. Oh, one of my crock pots might be on its way out anyway. So, you know, like this could be adding three, but I might have to be getting rid of one. Oh, like it's dying? Yes. Yes. Um, I put it on low the other day and walked back to it about an hour later and felt the side. I always feel the side just to make sure that it's going and it's cooking and it wasn't cooking. Oh, no. So then I turned it up to high and that all of a sudden the heating element was going and everything was good. But I really like low because I don't like to overcook things. So I might have to uh, say goodbye to one of them. Well, okay. Well, that's kind of sad, but I was distracted by, you said the other day in, in that whole <laughs> explanation. So yes. I want to know, let's really think about this. When okay. did this occur? Was it less than seven days ago? Yes. Okay. So it counts, I guess. Yes. It's appropriate. Yes. You've used it you've used it appropriately. Correct. At least in my uh in my Midwest view, I think I used it correctly okay. anyway. Well so. we'll get more into crockpots later. Um, okay. But I I don't know. Handwritten thank you notes, I definitely think that's a two shoe a goody two shoes thing. I fully admit I am not a thank you note person. Neither was my mother. Um so thank you notes. She will do them. Um, and she likes to do uh, notes and Christmas cards and like cards, but she really has to be motivated to do so. Mm-hmm. I am not motivated in any way, shape or form. I will call you or I will text you and we will have a nice conversation uh, when it is appropriate. I am not a, uh, a handwritten thank you kind of person. Okay. Well, I grew up as one. Okay. And, you know, every Christmas you write thank you notes to grandparents and, and whomever else gave you a present and you have to say what you're spending, the, what are you going to use the money on if they gave you money or mm-hmm. what do you plan to do with whatever they gave you. Okay. And same thing with like high school graduations, which is usually money, but right. you know that I grew up with that. Now I don't do that as often because of the technology changes such as email okay. or text. Mm-hmm. But yep. I will admit that it is always fun to get something in the old-fashioned snail mail. Yes. Whenever I open up the mailbox, I hope to find a surprise. But, you know, as yeah. long as it's not a bill, I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, now, no mother-daughter spring break trips. I'm not sure Never. this really... I guess, I guess if you don't want to go with your daughter on a spring break trip, you don't want to see any shenanigans. So maybe that does put you in a goody-two-shoes category. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we we were not a family that did spring break trips, and it certainly wasn't me going with someone else's family and and doing a trip. Right. right. So I don't have any. I really don't have any background on this. But if if you don't want to do it, I can understand. But if you do want to do it because you want to control the environment and maybe control the insanity, yes. sure. Yeah. And we never took trips either when I was growing up, really. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, the Hall of Famer said, that is a thing. She said, that's a thing, in, in, at least in this community, where it's like tradition. Mother and daughters go on spring break trips. And I found that fascinating. I'm like, what are you talking about? I will say I have seen mother-daughters go on these trips, um, but I found them few and far between. 
it wasn't something that every mother and daughter was doing. I will tell you right now, the relationship I had with my mother uh, in my teenage years was probably the most toxic it had ever been. So I don't think it would have been appropriate for us to go on a spring break and not try and kill each other. Yeah. Um, so uh, only one of us was going to come back from that. And I guarantee if you talk to her, it was going to be her. And if you talk to me at that time, it was going to be me. Okay. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. So like that was not, an, that wasn't something we were going to be doing. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know the answer to this, Jolene, but the Hall of Famer fully admits that she's a goody two-shoes, so <laughs> take that how you want to take that. Okay, let's move on. We This is probably the most feedback we got. Gravy. Gravy talk. Michelle Pendleton started it at mm-hmm. M. Pendleton. And it was like a series of, I don't know, maybe four or five tweets. So I'm just going to read. Okay. After all that gravy talk, decided to look at the WS website, which means, I'm certain, William Sonoma, yes. to check out yep. the gravy starter. And it's on clearance, two exclamation points. Karen can save on next year's gravy. Oh, man. Look out. Yeah. Other things I learned. One, the gravy starter makes one quart of gravy. So if they bought four, they went through a gallon of gravy. That's a lot of gravy. Two wow. exclamation points. Yes. Uh, that is a lot of gravy. Wow. Okay. Number two, you add milk to the gravy starter. I've never put milk in my gravy unless it was sausage gravy to go with biscuits. I can see that. I'm going to pause right here and just ask you, simple yes or no, do you know how to make gravy? No. Okay. I have a follow-up question. Okay. Have you ever purchased a Williams-Sonoma gravy starter? That is also a no. (laughs) Okay. I will say that my favorite kind of gravy to purchase is the kind in the Pepperidge Farms glass jar and just, you know, heat that up uh, either in the microwave or if I'm making a, a dish where I can put the gravy into it and then put it into the oven and bake it, you know, good to go. Um, oh. But I am not a, a gravy. I, I, I don't add gravy that often to uh, my dishes anyway. So uh-huh. so you're saying this is pre-made gravy. It's not even a starter yeah. kit. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. And what is the cost of this? Uh, like two bucks, two and a half. Okay. So Karen could be getting $2 with, for $2, she could be getting gravy already made. Absolutely. Yep. And I, you don't have to do anything else. You can pretend that you made it all along. You can just throw it into a, a pan and uh-huh. heat it up and pretend that you made it and you're good to go. Interesting. Okay, so now back to Michelle's tweets. Mm-hmm. Gravy is super simple. Start with equal parts butter and flour to make a roux. Yeah. <laughs> and now my dog looks at me. <laughs> and then she writes in parentheses, melt butter, add flour to combine, cook for a couple of minutes. So, so far, sounds pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Then add the drippings from the turkey. Start with a small mm-hmm. amount and whisk until smooth. Add more okay. and whisk again. You keep adding and whisking until you get the gravy consistency you want, but it's usually around two cups of drippings or broth if you don't have drippings. Oh, and I usually go with two tablespoons butter, two tablespoons flour, and two cups of drippings as my rule of thumb. Now, I'm going to admit, Kim, that I'm leaning towards the Pepperidge Farm. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on there. It's just, it, it seems like it's just not, I'd rather spend my time cooking things like stuffing. Yeah. Than yep. spending time on gravy. But there are members of my family that 
really want the homemade gravy and they're willing to do it. So I'm all for it. Gravy is just not something I really care about. Yeah. And that's the same for me. Um, my mom will attempt to make gravy every once in a while. Um, and she uses kitchen bouquet, which is kind of almost like a gravy starter. And then she uses cornstarch and then she'll mix water in with the cornstarch and then mix that in with the drippings and the kitchen bouquet and, and do her thing. She doesn't make gravy that often though. Um, and she does prefer to just pick up a jar and, you know, because again, it's about, is that how you want to spend your time? Yeah. Yep. Well, apparently other people do like to spend their time doing this because we have Ed Butt at EDB1947. I make gravy simply by dissolving flour in water. Add slowly in shaker, filter out lumps if necessary. Then heat the dripping on the stove and slowly add flour water until it thickens to the desired consistency. If it's too strong, you can dilute with water. Okay. Okay. Seems easy. And then I got a text from Patrick Moffat. He says, here's a basic recipe for gravy for Karen from New York Times cooking. You see, because I'm adding this now, Kim, you see, last week Karen said, well, how do you make gravy without a starter, Patrick? And he's telling her. Right. Yes. He says, I brine my turkey and put herb butter under the skin so my process is different, but this works well for, my, for a normal roast turkey recipe. I would recommend using one draw flour versus regular all-purpose as it blends in much easier. And I would listen to Patrick on all things flour since he is an expert bread maker. Yes. I think you only have to go back to like episode, I want to say Patrick was on episode two or four or something like that. And he was, you were there. You were on the episode with Patrick. (laughs) Yes, I was. Yep. We talked about his bread making skills. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, if he's telling you something with flour, mm-hmm. absolutely go with it. Yeah. So Karen, I will be sending you this recipe. And I'm sorry, Patrick, but I think there is zero chance that Karen's going to use this recipe. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. One of her sisters might want to yeah. attempt to do it. Yeah. It doesn't sound you know? like her sisters care about decreasing units, though. No, no, no. That sounds like it's definitely... Like once, especially with inflation now, mm-hmm. once it hits a certain threshold, they're not going to go be- below that threshold per unit. Right. Okay. So next topic. Thank you for all those who weighed in about gravy. This was regarding the all-inclusive resort and whether or not you tip. Right. Okay. Now, just to ask you right off the top, yes or no, have you ever been to an all-inclusive resort? No. No, I have not. Okay. Well, I think... We can still, you'll probably still have some opinions. Okay. This one, uh, this was a tweet from Patrick M. And not Patrick Moffat, who I just spoke about. At SF Podge. Regarding KJ's question, checked with my mom who ran a travel agency for about 30 years. Tipping is not required, but generally acceptable at all-inclusive resorts. And she actually recommends tipping in pesos in Cancun since it's more convenient for the staff you're tipping. Uh, I'm going to add in here that no, nobody did that. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> also, tipping a couple three dollars. Um, I love the couple three. That a couple three, yeah. Couple three. We. Yeah. I think that's six, but it all it just six to ten is probably what I'm thinking. But I bet you it just means three. Um, I digress. Tipping a couple three dollars worth on the first day or two should suffice, especially if you're seeing the same wait staff or bartenders. So that I found. I mean, he went to someone who should know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that sounds, from from people who have gone to all-inclusives that I've spoken to, 
that seems common where if you're seeing the same staff, you Uh know, you've already tipped them before. You don't necessarily have to tip them again. They know that you're a a good person, you know, that you'll take care of them and, and stuff like that. Even if you like, say you tipped them a 20 at the beginning and said, just keep them coming. I'm sure that they would be more than happy to take care of you your entire uh, stay there. At this resort, the Hard Rock, Mm -hmm. there must have been thousands of workers. I don't really think it was very common that we saw the same one every day. Okay. Yeah, especially in a festival atmosphere Mm -hmm. as it was. Right. You, they probably had to bring on extra staff for to accommodate something like that. I don't know how often they have those types of festivals down there. So, but I'm sure with it being a hard rock, mm-hmm. um, that they that they might go through a couple of those a year. Oh, they do. And yeah. I guess the festival that we went to, Brandy's festival is usually the first week in February, but because the Grammys have finally noticed her, that has mm-hmm. been her festival has been moved. And the gal that gave me the pedicure, my first ever mani-pedi, it was glorious. But anyway, she told me that this was the first of the season and they have them like every week for I don't know how many weeks. And on the last day when we we paid to stay one extra day and sort of decompress, which Mm -hmm. we did not do the first year and I loved it. Right. New people were coming in and they were, oh, who were they? It was such a different, such a different clientele, such a different atmosphere. A lot of men running around smoking cigars, uh, something, panic, not panic at the disco, but panic is in the term, panic is in the word that they, oh, they've been around a long time. I, you got me because I, I am going to tell you that s- since leaving radio, 10 years ago, I have not kept up. Oh, you'll know who these people are. I'm sure if I saw them, I would know who they were. But like, I, I have pretty much disconnected from new music at all costs. So yeah, the Hall of Famer and I really realized how old we really are when we were watching the Grammys the other night. And Mm -hmm. the new artist category came up and there were 10 artists in that category. And as they're announcing them, I said, I'm going to count out how many of these I've heard of. Zero, Kim. Zero. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that a lot of times the Grammys feature artists that I've never heard of. So even when I was watching the Grammys, uh-huh. I wouldn't have heard of many of them. Yeah. So I I really did stop watching the Grammys a long time ago. Um, and I've uh, I've actually moved away from watching any of the award shows at this sure, point in time. Sure, sure. You know, I... I think you can count on one finger the reason that I watched the Grammys this past week. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so now we have an email from Jolene on the same thing, who has also gone to an expert. So I'll read her email now. Okay. Last week's episode discussed tipping at all-inclusive resorts. My hubby and I have been on a few of these because he serves as a board member for our company, for a company, and we are graciously included on the company incentive trips. Wow, that's nice. I'm adding that in. We actually have one coming up, and I can't wait to get away from single-digit temps, whether Brandy is there or not. Smiley face emoji. We leave in two weeks, and today the travel agent sent out an email, which included this tipping information. I thought you would find it helpful if you ever go back. For the record, we tip for every service, so I'm glad to hear that you and the Hoffer did as well. We usually do $1 to $5 for the drinks and the 15 to 20% for the waiters that serves 
served the meal. The resorts we've gone to did have prices on the menu, so we could kind of figure out a ballpark price for the for the meal, which is kind of nice. Like I mentioned last yeah. week, ours did not have prices. Right, which is intimidating no mm-hmm. matter what. So, and, and then she said, now I need to get packing. I didn't do the dry January or a cleanse or start a new diet, so we will see what fits. <laughs> Winky face emoji. You know what? Neither, neither did I, Jolene. Neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> okay, and then she gives a chart that she got from her travel agent. This is amazing. This is uh, this is what I needed before I went, but I think I did a good I think we did a good job. Yeah. Um, the following chart is offered as suggested gratuity per services rendered based on the bill. All gratuities are included in the all-inclusive package. Hotel bellman, maids, front desk. However, additional gratuities are greatly appreciated by the wait staff. We suggest bringing $1 bills and a $5 and $5 bills for cash gratuities. So this is what the travel agent is telling. Them. Then she says a tip to keep in mind, and this is kind of what Karen said last week and um, what we kind of figured. The wait staff by the pool and on the beach serve a lot of people at the same time, but they always remember the generous guests and serve their drinks a lot faster. Absolutely. Yep. Which is good good to know. Yeah. Now, she mentioned in in this note somewhere, uh, oh, she mentioned... She can't wait to get away from single-digit temps, yes. which I, 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 I can certainly understand that, but I don't have temperature Tuesdays for runzas, so <laughs> she's missing out on some great deals. Absolutely. Um, and then you did find out that is it is plus a drink, correct? Yeah, I screwed that up when I was talking to Tim. I thought mm-hmm. you just had to buy fries, but you have to buy fries and a drink. But Okay. And I don't know about the, I do not think that, I believe that if it's below zero, you don't get money back. No, no, they're not paying you to take their sandwich away. <laughs> well, they could take a price, the price off the fries or the drink. Yeah, in theory. But I yeah. think, you know, I think the main, I think where they're making their money, you know, yeah. on those days are the fries and the drink. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, even though it's taking a while, I think this is a, a helpful little chart. So I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, two columns, staff and appropriate tip. So for waiter and waitresses, they recommend a 15 to 20% of the pre-tax bill. Most of us know that already. I mean, I think most of us, if you are a nice person and a kind person, are already doing that no matter what. Yes. You know, especially, you know, with pandemic times and everything mm-hmm. like that. I think most of us might actually be going over um, as well. Yes. So, yep. you know, the 15 to 20%, that would be a given. But I think this is specific to resorts like this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Bartender, $1 to $2 per round. Room service, 15 to 20% of pre-tax bill. We, we, we hung that do not disturb sign the entire time, so we didn't have any room service. I uh, completely agree with you 100%. That's mm-hmm. what I do whenever I go into a hotel room. So yep. I yeah. never ask for room service. No. Taxi driver, 15% plus one to two bucks per bag. Interesting. See, now that's not anything I knew before. Mm-hmm. Hotel bellhop, one to two bucks per bag. Didn't know that. Although we did, we did do that appropriately. Okay, good. Hotel maid, $2 per night paid daily. Okay, but you know that I didn't have a maid. Skycap, one to two bucks per bag. 
Skycap to remind does that have something to do with the airport? Like is Sky Skycap different from Bellhop? Well, I th- didn't think so, but maybe they are. I'm going to need a clarification on that one. Me too. Spa service, which I actually did for the first time in my life, I mentioned earlier, 15 right. to 20% tip. We did that correctly. And a golf yes. caddy, which I've mm-hmm. never had a golf caddy except for like my little pull cart. $20 or 50% of caddy fee. So I thought that was really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for most of this stuff too, it sounds reasonable and it sounds like something I would have been doing anyway, but it's good to know that, you know, I feel like these are the appropriate amounts and, and that I, I feel like I am giving those amounts when I'm out and about. So that's good. Yeah. And, you know, for the two people that commented on this, the general consensus is, you still tip at all-inclusive resorts. Mm-hmm. Okay, last week with Rachel Reports, we talked about Kansas City Barbecue. And I said, I think we better clarify with Brad Weiss if the coleslaw on top is a Carolina thing. And Brad Weiss clarified, clarified, yep, coleslaw on the queue is a Carolina thing. It's older and more complicated than that. Cabbage and smoked meat, parentheses, sweet and sour or sweet and smoky end parentheses, is an old Central European thing, which is where the whole idea comes from. But now it's become a nonspecific thing you can find anywhere, but never in Texas, where barbecue is a whole other thing. Yes. Yes, it Mm -hmm. is. And then Adam Jameson wrote me an email. My wife is from Kansas City, Kansas. For us, the best barbecue in Kansas City is LC's. And that is really good information for me because I've been to Arthur Bryant's and I've been to Joe's. Mm-hmm. And I will get back to Kansas City. I know I will. Because right. I like to go to their ballpark. Yes. And Rachel Reports did fill, fill me in. She The place she went to that she could not remember last week was called Gates. So Adam Adam clearly prefers LC. But if Adam, mm-hmm. if you just want to rate in order, LC one, who's two, who's three, and who's four out of LC, Arthur Bryant, Joe's, and Gates. Thank you. There you go. There you go. I know I have been to one of those. I don't remember which one, but okay. my the the gentleman I was dating at the time wanted us to go to one. Uh-huh. So I went to one of them and I enjoyed it, whichever one we went to, but obviously it wasn't memorable enough for me to, yeah. to remember which one it was. Well, so did you get coleslaw on top? Probably not. I probably got either ribs or pulled pork or, or mm-hmm. something of that ilk. You know, I, I, I'm very generic when it comes to barbecue, but I will eat anything that is barbecued pretty much um, oh, yeah. That, yeah. that they offer up. So I am very much a fan of getting combo plates or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I do love putting coleslaw on my barbecue. So um big fan of that. So you must be, that's the North Carolina thing, but. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it was kind of, I was kind of surprised that Joe's offered that because we were in Kansas City. And I know people mm-hmm. take their barbecue seriously. Yes, And they do. so we yep. probably were breaking some sort of rule by getting a North <laughs> Carolina barbecue in Kansas City. But I figure if it's offered, I can order it. Absolutely. If, they, if it's on the menu, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you got to get it. And I'll tell you this little fun fact. I do not like coleslaw on anything except for barbecue pulled pork. Really? Even, uh-huh. uh, okay, so let's break it down this way. Yeah. Mayonnaise, even the mayonnaise versus like the vinegar-based coleslaw? Yeah, I really don't like them. 
Really? Because mm-hmm. I I am uh, on the preference side of the vinegar-based coleslaw. Okay. I will eat the, the mayonnaise-based, but I prefer the vinegar-based. Interesting. So you will eat coleslaw separately from yes. a pulled pork sandwich? Yes. Yep. Okay. Right. It, it's not, I mean, if it's at like a potluck, I'll kind of ignore it because there's so many other good things to pick from. But, you know, sometimes when you're out for a restaurant, they're like, do you want coleslaw, fruit, or chips? I'm mm-hmm. taking the chips. I know it's bad, <laughs> but I'm taking the chips. So that's why I don't really the, eat it very much. Right. In the lesser of three evils on that one, you know, you know you should eat the fruit. Uh-huh. However, you don't want you don't want fruit at a barbecue place. No. Um, or no. or any place like that. You mm-hmm. don't necessarily want the chips, but you're not going to eat the coleslaw, so you might as well go with the chips. Exactly. Yep. I mean, we are of the same mind on this, Kim. Yes, yes. Now, speaking of barbecue and gravy and all the food, please tell mm-hmm. me, what is in Kim's Crock-Pot tonight? And are you cooking it in one of those three new Crock-Pots you bought? And I, I'm thinking you agree that there are three Crock-Pots. I mean, we have spoken. Yes. There are three yes. individual crock pots. And to Michelle Pendleton's point of hers does not come out, those crocks don't come out of that stand, mine do. So they are oh. three individual crock pots okay. that I can use at any time. So yes, so I am considering it three, um, okay. but I, di- I do enjoy the back and forth and finding out you know what everybody thought about it. Um, I will probably use that for more dips. Okay. Um, I'm thinking because you could have like a buffalo chicken dip mm-hmm. and then you could have a queso and then you could have a spinach and artichoke dip in it. I, I have all sorts of ideas. And do you also have a little dipper? I do have a little dipper. Okay. Um, that one you plug in and it turns on immediately, though. There is no on or off switch. So I have to be oh. ready, um, yeah. ready to go with that one. That one yep. does not sit that long. Okay. Now, so. from what I'm hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Are you going, was I correct? Are you going for the Guinness Book of World Records for most crockpots? I mean, not yet. You okay. know, that could be a goal of mine, you mm-hmm. know, thinking mm-hmm. about it. But in me losing one, that really does hurt my status. Yes, it does. So, you, gained, yeah. you gained two, you lost one. Wait, you gained three, you lost one for a net of two. Math. Net of two. So, you know, it's going to be a hard hard road ahead in terms of, of crock potting. So, yeah. um, but what's in my crock pot tonight? It is, um, I went old school and I did uh, sauerkraut and fresh Polish sausage, Oh, onion and potatoes. Okay. Okay. So are you going to share this recipe? Because the last time we chatted, you shared the recipe and a number of people made it, if I'm remembering correctly, and loved it. Um, I mean, I can share it. It's, it's just, I'm not doing anything to it. I am just putting sauerkraut in the, you know, already, already from the store in the bag, ready to go sauerkraut. Okay. um, Because I'm not making it. Mm -hmm. Fresh Polish sausage from our little local store called Kibasa Joe's. So he makes his own and makes tons of different kinds. Um, So I went over to that establishment, got that. Just some um, red potatoes uh, and an onion. Slice them up and it's ready to go. Okay. So you don't really need to share a recipe for that. No, not that one. No. Okay. Well, it sounds okay. I'm not a sauerkraut fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I wonder if you threw some Pepperidge Farm 
pre-made gravy on it, would it improve? Oh, God, no, 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 <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. All right, all right. Um, is it is it that it's sour? If if put if somebody were to say put um, uh, brown sugar in it um, to sweeten it up, would that maybe change the flavor palette for you? I think, you know, the coleslaw with I'm gonna go back to the coleslaw. The coleslaw mm-hmm. with vinegar, I think I dislike more than the mayonnaise. And okay. that vinegar isn't 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 it just like sauerkraut? Isn't it like um, fermented cabbage? Yes. yes. And so I guess to me that's more vinegary. I think it's mm-hmm. that flavor that I don't like. Okay. So you add some brown sugar, I might like it. Yeah. So brown sugar. I put a little bit of applesauce in mine. Uh, there have been times where I've actually sliced apples and put them in there for the flavoring. I'm sure Steve Osbalt. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Uh, might have some fun ways to 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 get sauerkraut a little bit sweeter for people. Yeah, Steve so, might. Yeah, yeah. So there's different ways that you can flavor the sauerkraut so it's not as bitter. Um, I did not like it growing up. It has been an acquired taste, and now mm-hmm. I can't get enough of it. So oh, maybe I need to try again. I probably haven't tried since I was like ten years old. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you for not, you know, making me feel badly that I don't have a song for Kim's crock pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely okay. <laughs> Although I think I should probably get one um, going. <laughs> okay, well. That was a lot of time. I don't, I'm not sure if you have any more time tonight. We, we spent a lot of time on all the comments. I just want to say thanks to everyone who sends those in. They you really help the podcast move along when you do that. Um, do you have any more time to discuss, you know, something else, something else that's going on with you? Anything with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I am ready to go. Got a, a beer next to me. So I am, I am ready uh, and willing to talk still. Okay, great. <laughs> so. Well, it's Super Bowl week. Yes, it is. Yes. Now, I'm not going to ask you your pick mm-hmm. just because everybody's doing that. Yeah. And right before we started to record, Jolene sent me a Super Bowl quiz. Okay. That, that her sister, Sandy Rohde. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. That Sandy sent her. I guess they do it every year. It's 25 questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I I do remember texting with Jolene last year during the Super Bowl. And she mentioned okay. this quiz. So maybe that's why she sent it to me. Anyway, it's 25 questions. We're only going to do five. I picked out five that did not have really anything to do with the actual game. Also, 25 questions would take a long time. Yeah, that I mean, like I love talking to you, but I don't know if twenty five questions were <laughs> exactly is 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 where we really want to go with this. I agree. So, <laughs> the first question: Will Chris Stapleton wear his hat while singing the Star Spangled Banner? So these are like prop bets, I guess is what they really call are they really called prop bets? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say no because he is a patriot, so he is not gonna wear his hat. During the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, I think you might have convinced me. Okay. I thought absolutely. I've never seen him do anything without that hat on, except oh, I have. one interview on CBS Sunday this Sunday morning. He had a regular okay. ball cap on. Um, I have seen him without a hat a few times. 
Um, so I am I am leaning towards the no hat. Do you think he'll have a hat of? I mean, what I think what Sandy's referring to here is his old hat that's gross and dirty and but it's still a very cool looking hat but you can tell he's worn it for many many years it's got uh turquoise on it i think that's what she means do you think he'll wear any other type of hat or you think it's gotta be off because it's the star spangled banner i think it's going to be completely off because of the star spangled banner okay i'm gonna go with you you've convinced me okay in, in fact, before we started talking about this, my the one question I was 100% certain about was, yes, he'd wear his hat. And I'm changing my answer. <laughs> okay, number two. Which quarterback will be shown first during the, spa- the Star Spangled Banner? Now, I, I do have a 100% on this. Okay, you go because I, I'm not sure on this one. I think it'll be Patrick Mahomes. He's just the face of the league. He's the most famous quarterback we have right now, aside from Tom Brady and maybe Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I, I think he's the star of this, the, the Chiefs, and I think he'll be shown first. Hmm. You know, I will go contrarian, okay. and I will say Jalen Hurts because it's his first Super Bowl, and okay. they maybe want to start a – Hurts Mahomes rivalry here and see mm. if they can create this game more than one time. Mm-hmm. A la Tom Brady, uh, Manning, you know, any yeah. of the Mannings at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, except for Cooper. Yeah, except for a poor Cooper. I think I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Okay, I like that. So, so far, we have one different. We should probably put a wager on this. Maybe the next time we see each other, the other one buys. The loser buys the winner a uh, stout or something. 100%. You know I'm down for that. Okay. Um, I will not drink the Kim. Maybe this is it. Maybe you force me to drink the Kim Wilson River beer if I lose. Oh, man. I don't know if you can handle a Coors Light. (laughs) I don't think I can. (laughs) Okay. Will the first commercial – could somebody out there listening, uh, maybe Jolene since she sent me the quiz. Jolene, could you keep track of our answers? There we go. Okay. Good thing we're not doing 25 questions. Number three, will the first commercial after the Star Spangled Banner feature a beverage? Kim goes first. No. What do you think it's going to feature? I think it'll be a car commercial. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen any of the, I don't want to call them leaked because they these companies put them out there on purpose, but you see a few commercials before the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Have you? Any of those? I feel like I saw a little bit of the preview where Aiden Hutchinson is a bellhop with someone. Hmm. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson of the Lions. Okay, um, I was going to say a, who's Aiden Hutchinson. He is a you. defensive. He's on the on the defense for the Lions. He's a rookie of the year candidate. I don't know. Did they make those? I don't think they've made those selections yet. Um, I don't he's think a rookie, so either. Yeah, so he's a rookie of the year candidate. He had a wonderful season uh, for the Lions, and he's in a bellhop uniform with someone else. I'm not quite sure who the someone else is, Um, but that is like a preview commercial. Mm Going to be honest, I don't watch a ton of TV, Mm -hmm. so I haven't seen them. So I'm hoping to be surprised on Sunday when I do see them. Okay. Well, I won't tell you. I have seen, there's one that I have in mind that I think will go really close to the top. Um, I saw it on morning TV. I have that on while I'm getting ready. I saw it on morning TV. I won't say it, so it won't spoil it for you. But if I think that's going to be the 
first one of the first few that I'm going to say the answer to this is no, it will not feature a beverage. Okay. All right. So we agree on that. Yes. So okay. far, we only have one different. Mm-hmm. Number four, which chip commercial after Star Spangled Banner will air first, Doritos or Pringles? <sighs> I guess this is going to be easy for me because I, I'm assuming from this question that Doritos and Pringles are featured every year. I don't recall Pringles, so I, I do just recall gonna say, I Doritos. Yeah. I'm going to say Doritos. <sighs> I mean, I do love Pringles, though. I'm not going to lie. Those are yeah, one Pringles, of my favorite. Uh, they're so underrated. You forget mm-hmm. about them. Yes. And they come in, they have those convenient small tubes. They sure do. That are like snack size that, yeah. you know, you're allegedly supposed to share. I don't see where yeah. sharing is really necessary. And the design is brilliant because it's just a stack and you can hold it in the palm of your hand. You don't get yes. really messy. It's just, they're brilliant. Pringles are brilliant. Yes. I'm going to go with Pringles. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll choose Pringles because I'm not quite sure. You know, I would lean towards Doritos, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to uh, my love of Pringles and go with Pringles. Okay. Now I will tell you, this is a small tease or a hint. Mm -hmm. The commercial I'm thinking about does involve some sort of snack chip. And so I will throw out that maybe that snack chip, and I will tell Jolene this privately. Okay. That snack chip might be a before Doritos or Pringles. Interesting. Okay. And number five, will both Kelsey players be part of their team's group for the coin toss? Kim. Yes, absolutely. There's no way the NFL is not going to make sure that that happens mm-hmm. because they they want to have the two of them meet. They want to have the picture of mom in the stands with her with her different color jersey. You yep. already saw it in the player introductions where she gave them both cookies in her jersey. One hundred percent, she's gonna be. She's gonna have a part of this. They will have a part of it. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I am I am in full agreement here, and I will add that I think the mother herself will be doing the coin toss. I like that. Mm-hmm. I really I like hope that, that happens. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, 100%, the NFL is eating this up. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I mean, I secretly kind of wanted this uh, matchup myself just for the brothers aspect, and now I always regret my decisions, you know, as as most of us do. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> for for certain things that they hope for, and then what they get is like, you know, uh, times a thousand of what they really wanted. Exactly. For for these types of situations, so uh, yes, everybody, I I think everybody is going to be involved at this point in time. Are there any other Kelsey brothers that we don't know about? That I don't know. Okay. Because I was going to say, they'll find a way to get them involved. Yeah, they will. You know? Yep. So it really comes down to two questions for us. Which quarterback mm-hmm. will be shown first, Mahomes yep. or Hurts? And which chip, Doritos or Pringles, will go first? Okay. Now, I will say there's got to be something in it for me if the other secret commercial, if I get that right, and that comes mm-hmm. before Doritos and Pringles, and if the mother tosses the coin. But we can figure out those terms later. Okay. All right. Okay. But then if it nets out to like a tie, because yes. I win those two, like, I think we just both buy each other beer and, you know, Perfect. we're happy campers. Yeah. I'm happy with that. And um, I would still even buy the Hoffer a beer as well. So, Well, the Hoffer could handle a Kim Wilson River beer. Yes, she could. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, okay, so we, we've got that quiz. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, Jolene, and for doing it, Sandy. Uh, we are going to do that ourselves, the Hoffer and I. She doesn't know that yet, but the Hoffer and I are going to do this quiz <laughs> during the Super Bowl because we don't, we're not going to any parties. We're just, the two of us are going to be here and yeah. Rue, and we're just going to watch it by ourselves. So this will be something for a little bit. We won't even have any good snacks, I don't think. So this can I just say yes. that since the pandemic, I have been watching alone. I haven't gone to any parties, mm-hmm. you know, to watch the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. Oh, yeah. I always have access to the bathroom. Yep. If I drink in excess of beverages, mm-hmm. um, I simply fall asleep on the couch. I can kind of eat whatever I want. Yep. Yep. You can uh, wear I'm, whatever you want, sweatpants. I, yes. I can put on my little, you know, pajamas and mm-hmm. I am a happy camper. So I am again, probably going to be doing that because it is, you know, uh, the time that we are recording, I have not been invited to one yet. Yeah, I, I neither have that. we, but even if we I'm, are, we're not going, I don't think. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> good with it. I yeah. will go pick up a take and bake pizza from Aldi. Oh, you're going to say Papa Murphy's. Oh, no, we don't have Papa Murphy's in Michigan. I am familiar what? with Papa Murphy's. Yeah. Oh, is that just a like a maybe this? Oh, boy. If this is only in the Midwest, but not Michigan, the Hoffer's been right all along. No, 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 because I used to get it in Arizona when I would visit oh, my grandpa. Okay, okay good, good. Yeah, good. My, my grandpa lived or died by those things. He loved oh, them. I love so, Papa Murphy's. Yeah, no, they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever, so whenever we would go out and visit him in Arizona, we would have at least one visit to Papa Murphy's. And Papa Murphy's pizza is great, but the best thing there is the cookie dough. See, Grandpa, okay, this is where Grandpa's uh, penny pinching will come in. Yeah. And we'll get the pizza. He is not. He is not spending any other money. Well, he's got to go on Tuesdays when the coupons are really good. And I'm talking the cookie dough is again take and bake. Well, okay. do you think it ever bakes? No, it never gets no, to the. Oven. No, no, no. And another great thing about staying home is the parking's really good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always, always got a, concerned about the parking. I can tell you that my my truck is just hanging out in the driveway and it is uh, having a good time. So yeah, that's the introvert in us, Kim. We could just yes. do this all the time. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of sports, pitchers and catchers report very soon. When is it? Valentine's Next Day, week. I think. Right. It's it's well. Is it for the? Is it Valentine's Day for the Twins because it's the fifteenth for the Tigers? Mm. I'll have to look it up. I okay. tend to be a bad baseball fan in the off season. Okay. So All I right. don't know. Besides the fact that the Twins got Carlos Correa back, I still don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I guess he's a really good clubhouse guy, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they're if they're worried about his ankle. I'm not sure why the Twins decided to bring him back. But here's the thing. He had that injury how long ago? Yeah, that's true. And he lasted a full season with the Twins without really any problems, I, I don't think. And they're just bringing it up now? Yeah, weird. I, I, don't, I don't understand how he went through that roller coaster of contracts. Um, but I would say that I think the Twins won on that one. So do you think that it, had, it, it was all made up? It had nothing to do with his ankle? Did they just not want a former Astro? No, I don't think it had anything to do with the Astros. Okay, right. I just think that I think they are playing the numbers game mm-hmm. and playing the the analytics aspect of it. 
and they didn't want to take on a potential situation. Whereas okay. the twins were like, he was fine with us this year. Right. You know, I don't understand. I'm, I'm not understanding why there was so much drama around this. Yeah. I don't know either, but he is a good clubhouse guy and he Mm -hmm. and Jose, uh, Miranda, Jose Miranda, I get confused because he's the cousin of Lin-Manuel Miranda. So I always want to call him (laughs) Lin-Manuel. Jose Miranda Manuel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I, he and they're both from Puerto Rico and they are really good team chemistry. So, but basically what I was telling you is that I don't pay attention. Um, so I have no idea what to expect for this season. How about you? I will say that I'm very disappointed in the Tigers. They traded away, uh, Gregory Soto, which you and I had a conversation about. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand that not everybody loved him, but I loved him and I thought he was fun. I thought he was fun for the clubhouse. Um, and he was a fun closer. Um, they also, traded away Cody Clemens, which oh, they did. Yes. Ah. To, and I believe they both went to Philadelphia. Okay. So I'm upset with the Tigers right now with trading away, you know, Cody Clemens, he still needs some time, I think, to work out some things in AAA, mm-hmm. but I thought he was going to be great because anytime I went and saw him down in Toledo, he was fantastic. So yes. and for those that don't know, that's Roger Clemens' son. Correct. Uh, and Cody, much like all of his brothers and sisters, I think, or it might just be all brothers, is spelled with a K because oh, yes. Roger Clemens was going for the strikeouts yes. and all Ks. Yes. Um, I'm not going to spell that out due he, to, yeah. He must be yeah. disappointed that his son does not pitch. Well, I mean, last year, uh, because the Tigers were doing whatever it is that they were doing last year, <laughs> he did pitch. He did? I thought he was an outfielder. He, he is, but they brought him oh, in right. as one of those utility players. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and pitch you because we have nobody to yes. pitch right now. That's right. I do remember that. One game. yeah, One or two games, yeah. And it's just totally so dumb. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed that they let those two go. And yeah. they really haven't signed anybody. So it's like, what are we to expect mm-hmm. in another year of, know. you know, know, this? and this is Miguel Cabrera's last year. So, you know, like emotions are already running high. Yeah. Like, are you going to give him a good way out or are you going to just be crap like you have been the past couple of years? Miguel Cabrera will probably have fun no matter what, because every ballpark they visit, he'll be getting uh, some sort of present. Yes. Yes. There is a silver lining in that. Yeah. Not not if you're a fan, although he's he probably should have been done after this year. Yeah, he did not he did not look good last year. And but you know, they signed them to these contracts and the contract is done this year. So he's uh-huh. you know, it was the same thing with Victor Martinez. Victor Martinez shouldn't have played that last year, but he did because that was the length of the contract he was signed to. I see, I see. Well, the the twins got rid of Luisa Rise and I was upset about it. Mm-hmm. But the feedback I've gotten on Twitter from Sully from Boston. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. And I can't recall who else besides Sully said that that was a good deal for the Twins. The Twins got some pitcher. I can't even remember his name right now. But Louisa Rise was such a good hitter, and he was so fun to watch, and he brought so much chemistry to the team that I'm kind of bummed. 
more than kind of bummed. I'm bummed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because sometimes you just, there's just certain players that you hate to lose. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, I hated to lose two, two people. But hopefully, whatever we got in exchange, I was so angry, I don't even know what we got in exchange for it. Um, so uh, hopefully, it turns out okay. But, you know, you gave away a reliever, and you gave away someone who was in AAA as well as coming up to the big leagues. And, you know, like I said, still had time that he needed to work out in AAA, but you're giving away minor league players again. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. you're starting that Dave Dombrowski cycle again, which was just you you sold the farm and they're mm-hmm. still trying to rebuild the farm. So, yeah. Well, the, the nice thing about it is everyone starts from scratch and it's there's always that hope on opening day. And, and I'm yes. excited for that feeling. Yes, absolutely. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hitting a couple of ballparks this year. Some of them I have oh. not solidified yet, but uh-huh. I do know that I will be going to Milwaukee uh, over Memorial Day weekend. So looking forward to that. Oh, shoot. I can't, I can't join you. I was going to say maybe we could go to Cops, but we're, we have uh, other plans on Memorial Day. Yes. And I, now that I know that that is a thing, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure mom will want to hit that up. So uh, we will be hitting that up. Oh, good. Please report back. Yes, I will. Yes. Um, So, and there are a couple of ballparks. I was also waiting to see if the A's decided they were leaving Oakland this year. Oh, yeah. I have not seen anything. Have you? No, I haven't. Have you been to that ballpark, though? No. And I'm sure it's a dump, and I don't care. I just want to see a game there. Yeah, I get it. It is a dump. You know? It is a dump. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it hasn't been updated in how long? So In a very long time. Yeah. I hope they figure out a way to just stay in Oakland, but I don't think that's going to happen unless they, I don't think that they will need a new stadium. And I don't think that's going to happen in Oakland. Well, the com- and the commissioner has already said that he won't charge them a relocation fee. Oh, so well, then what's re- the incentive to stay? Exactly. Besides tradition. Exactly. And what is, what is tradition other than peer pressure from dead people? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on that note, Kim, I want to say thank you for joining me. Uh, this was a long segment, and I, I'm all I'm here for it. Uh, thank you for, for spending extra time with me. And now I'm going to go drink some beer with the Hoffer. Sounds good. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. Well, yes, it is time for the taste test with the Hall of Famer. Welcome back, Hall of Famer. Thanks. We just recorded our little video. Of the two cans we're going to, or the two beers, Mm -hmm. the cans, the can art that we're going to taste tonight. And it reminded me, we got a tweet this week after we posted the videos last week from Bruce Masterson. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Bruce, I believe, is a first time commenter on the podcast. So you always get a name drop when it's your first time. Bruce J. Masterson said, I don't know why, but I get a kick out of these presentation snippets. Great work. <laughs> yeah, I work really hard yeah. at being a uh, Vanna. Yeah, and I... hand motions and stuff. That was a Sarah Susie suggestion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't, I still don't understand why people need it because my descriptions are exactly. so stellar mm-hmm. that you could just picture it exactly as it is. Yeah. But right. we'll keep doing it. Because people like it. Okay, so we have two... Thanks for that, Bruce. That made me smile. So what are the two selections for this go-round? 
All right. The first one is our last beer from Todd Decay. Oh, okay. And this is from Ethereal. Yep. This is from Ethereal Brewing out of Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Tropical Goes. Mm-hmm. And this label, very simple but nice. It looks like a like a pretty cloudy sky with a bunch of different colors, like a purple backdrop with some yellowish, orangish cloud kind of looking. Is it a, a sky, like a sunset? Yeah, kind of like a sky. Like Oh, yeah. a sky. Yes, and some stars. Okay. Uh, but yeah, called the Tropical Goes. And uh, there's a, a small wine glass right in the middle. And it's, yeah, just lovely. There are a few dents on the can, and I have to... Th- I think I have to admit to that. I think I dropped it. Mm. And I don't think that it arrived in this condition, no, Todd. No, not. You definitely did that. All right, okay. we're going to go for it. Okay, let's review the rating system. Okay. Zero is... Ish. One is criminy. Two is... Oofta. Three is... That's interesting. Four is... Ah, oh, jeez, it's good. And five is... You betcha! All right. Tropical goes... Do you think I'm gonna like this? Um. Oh, it looks like a it looks like a Kim Wilson River beer. I've got I've got a number in my mind, and I'll put that down below. Um, I'll, I'll hide it. Okay. Right now I'm trying to see if there is uh, any alcohol by volume on here, but I don't see. Just one. let me so know I'm if you need to borrow my it. reading glasses. I do not need to borrow your new reading glasses. They're very cute on you, though. Okay, it smells it smells kind of hoppy. I won't like it. Mm, but give it a chance. Oh, I will. And citrusy. Definitely smells citrusy. Okay, let's give it a go. Mmm, I like that. Oh, you like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to do one more. She likes it. She likes it. Mm-hmm. Mmm, this is a good, it's refreshing. Mmm. Um, gets the buds a little bit, little little tangy, little tart. Is um, there an after factor? I don't think so. Zero after factor. I'd give this a five. You're gonna give it a five? Yeah, uh, you excellent. betcha. And, uh, yeah. You excuse betcha. me while I let Ru- excuse me while I let Rue go outside okay. as she's just demanded. Mm-hmm. She's bossy. There you go. Okay, so are you betcha? Yep, I would definitely order this, and oh. I love it. It's excellent. Good job, yeah. Todd. Yep. Okay, well, very we'll tasty. See. I got my number underneath, and I'm not. Okay, changing it. I smell mostly citrus, not as much hoppy. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't taste like hops. So but it smells light. Mm-hmm. Very little head. And it looks, like I said, yellowy like a Kim Wilson River beer. I think it's darker than that. Definitely more than like a Blondale. Okay, this is better than I expected. It's certainly better than any Kim Wilson River beer. Yes. Uh, I'll take another sip. Okay. Yeah, I like this more than I thought I would. Really? I thought, you know, I would like the two stouts and you'd yep. like the ghosts that he sent of the three beers. Is it accurate that you like all three? Yeah. And this wow. is, there's no after factor here either. Mm. A zero. A fa- after factor of zero. I'm going to give it a four. Oh, I thought it was a three. I thought about three, but then when I went for the second wow. sip, I'm like, oh, geez, that's good. Yeah. So you would definitely order that. I would order that. Cool. I'm shocked. Way to go, Todd. Way to go, Todd. All right. Next one. This is okay. from the... Patrick Smith. Um, the brand, it, it's uh, from Star Hill Brewery. 
And I wonder if they partnered up with Giant, which is... Oh, the grocery store chain? Because doesn't that logo kind of look like Giant Groceries? Let me put on my new glasses. Oh, yeah. You should do that. I don't think that's the logo for Giant Grocery Stores. Okay. Well, I'll just... But I'll check it while you're doing that. Giant Cosmic Peach. Peach and Passion Fruit Sour Ale. 7% alcohol by Oh, that's kind of high. And that's a pint. Oh, so, uh, Starry Hill Brewery is in, oh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Crozet, Crozet maybe, Virginia. Oh, we have two non-Midwestern yeah. non beers this week. Yeah. Okay, you were right. That is the giant logo. Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. Wow. Okay. And this says... Virginia is for craft beer lovers. Yeah, instead of Virginia's for lovers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good one. Yeah. All right, so this can, uh, it's pretty cool looking. There's a bunch of circles on there. What, what kind of pattern is that? It's like geometric. Paisley? Shapes of, yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's like artwork of circles and with a okay. big large circle An in the middle. Artwork of circles. Uh-huh. This is, you're right, we do not need those videos. No, exactly. <laughs> And you got, yeah, purples and pinks and yellows and blues all mixed together. Okay. Just, it just looks perfect. All right. Let's get Now, the, the ghost was served in a storm cloud, storm cloud brewery glass, and this one is going to be served in the rue glass. Okay, no. now that looks similar to the yeah, other one. It's about the same color, okay. actually. Okay, and we have a same amount of head. A little bit more, maybe. Okay. Died all quickly, though. Oh, you can smell the peach. It's like you're having a peach party again this yeah. week, like you had last week. Yeah, but now in a beer instead of a cider. Boy, I ha- I struggle. I wonder if I'm going to like the goes more. I thought out of the two, I'd like this one more. That one's good, too. This is good. Now, this one, it's more subtle mm-hmm. and, and uh, Less peachy. smooth. No, you could, there's um, an after factor of peach. Okay, so that's a positive after? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, then yeah. it's a zero. Uh-huh. But do, do I need to repeat? after factor, though. No, do I need to repeat the after factor? Does that just mean it's a bad after taste? The after factor means there's an aftertaste that, if it's a zero, it means there is none. Yeah, but it, If it's a five, it means it's disgusting. Hmm. And after, if you have an aftertaste that you like, it's not an aftertaste. Oh, it's not an after it's factor. It's just part of the taste. Oh, there's no okay. after factor. Hmm. I don't know about that. No. It seems a little So what's your number? Off. Um, One more. Mm-hmm. But it is very smooth, light in flavor, but good in flavor. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Oh. Ooh, no, a 4. I'm going to give it a 4 because I would order it. Ah, geez, it's yeah, good. Ah, geez, it's good. So you like the ghost more than the... I do. Okay. Yep. Which one do you think I'm going to like better? The ghost. We're going to fight over the goes? Mm-hmm. We'll arm wrestle for it. Okay, definitely smell the peach on this mm-hmm. one. In this one. All right, down the hatch. Okay, so that after factor is a two. Whoa. Yeah, it kind of just lingers for a while. Yeah, it does. But see, I thought it was a good linger. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to take this one. Okay. Since I rated the goes higher. Yes. Well, you haven't even given it a rating. Yeah, well, it's not a four. Okay. I'll take another sip. Yeah, there's something about that aftertaste I don't like, but it's interesting, so I'll give it a three. But I don't think I'd order this. 
Uh, by the way, this one contains lactose. Mm, I don't taste any lactose. I don't either. I don't either. Very good. So we had we had two we had a, a you betcha, two Aussies. It's good, and an interesting. Yeah, that's pretty successful. I would say so. Yes. So thank you, Todd Takei. Thank you, Patrick Smith. Thank you, Hall of Famer, for joining me. And thank and, you, everybody. Yes. And I hope you had a good. <laughs> and I hope you had a good. <laughs> Are you? Hey, that's enough. <laughs> I'll get her. And I hope you had a good Central Time. Oh, I most certainly did. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod. On the World Wide Web at Midwest Bias.castos, that's C A S T O S. Dot com. You can email us your questions and comments, most Midwestern moments of the week, Midwest mediator, and anything else at midwestbiaspod at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you obviously found us. And lastly, I would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. So thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Bye now. (sighs) It's going to be a hard, hard road ahead in terms of of crockpotting.